Hello and welcome to the 111th episode of Kind of Geeky. I think I said that kind of weird. One, one, one. So 111th episode. I'm back here with a couple really cool. Well, we have our co-host Julio as always. Hello. I'm I'm doing all right. You know. Uh, and you know, let's just get into it. We'll go into more detail in a second. <laughs> and then returning, he was only on uh, one episode back. It was him, and then the E3 episode. But Foley was really good energy. He had some good comments, so I wanted to bring him back. So I have my coworker Foley on again. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Glad uh, to be back. How you doing, sir? Doing good. It's a nice, beautiful day. End of July, too. So um, there's been a lot of news with Comic-Con. Um, mm-hmm. Like kind of Julio said, we're going to jump right into it. So the beginning of July was my mom's birthday. I was in Arizona. Uh, very fucking hot. Uh, apparently, while I was there, there was a giant earthquake. Uh, to, to the guys here, how was the earthquake? It was just another earthquake for me. Fuck it wasn't you, Julio. Uh, it wasn't another earthquake for me. Uh, too much climbing stuff going on. I've got kids. Um, yeah, it was not another earthquake for me. Yeah, see, I, uh, being from the south, I don't understand this whole other earthquake. But also, if you guys are in the south, I'm like, oh, it's just another hurricane. You guys freak the fuck out, too. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's territorial. Normally, <laughs> normally, normally I would say it's another earthquake. But I, my family was was here, and my kids, my first, their first earthquake. And oh, I don't yeah. know how bad it's going to be. So I was like, uh, this is not the same. And 4th of July. So you're all, like, trying to enjoy yourself. <laughs> it's funny. I wasn't even thinking about that. But, yeah, that, too. You know, we were just kind of relaxing, eating some dinner. Yeah. So I was like. Like, uh, yeah, not comfortable. <laughs> no, I was just, uh, I was, ga- I think I was like gaming with a friend online. I was like, I screamed out to my brother, earthquake. He was like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, pause. Let's write this out. Resume gaming. Fuck you, Julio. Just like seriously, like damn, dude. Okay, yeah, and I, I was happily in Arizona. Hearing there was an earthquake and then texting all my friends, are you guys okay? So, like, I guess everyone was okay. The convention went off without a hitch. And apparently, Anime Expo was actually cooler this year than most years. So, I'm actually kind of fucking pissed I wasn't there. But it was my mom's 60th birthday. We had a great time. Um, Also, just one side note from that is I didn't realize myself, my brother and his wife, and my sister and her husband are all fans of Stranger Things. So we actually had a viewing party for the first episode the night of, since it came out on 4th of July. And then I bought them a little trinket of a Stranger Things. So it was a nice little That's family cool. retreat and then a little memorabilia of uh, us watching the episode together. So uh, also, um, I've already binged the crap out of that, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, what games have you guys been playing recently? Shit. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a list going on. So there have been um, sales going on, so... The impulsiveness came out, and I bought a good number of games. Uh, so the last two I, I can think of right now is uh, Shadow of War. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's so good. I'm glad. See, I had to wait until they got rid of that whole loot crate business. So that's why I didn't buy it initially, because I, I played the first one, and I really enjoyed it. So it was cheap. bought it. It was like... It's, it's, so it, it, it takes the... Arkham style gameplay, yeah, yeah, and applies it to you know Middle Earth, you know. So uh, I'm still going at it. So you, you really have a problem with EA's loot system? I have it. No, no, I have it. Uh, in problem system. in general with it. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be specific to EA because we've seen. It sounds it. like it. It's. I've seen it across other you, games. Okay, you're more triggered with the EA games than any other company. I'm no, well, curious. that's the thing. Okay, okay. Uh. As a developer, okay, I gotta ask this question from a developer's standpoint, out of curiosity, and it's just because. 
Uh, why does Loot Crate trigger gamers? Um, well, it's to the point where it's essentially so. It's essentially gambling. It really is. Yeah. And then now I'm starting to see it not here, but over in Europe. They're starting to talk about it. They're starting to uh, talk about legislation. Yeah. Legislation. Yeah. We don't want to get to that point over here where we want someone else governing what we can and cannot play. I see. Um, They've been trying to do that forever. Exactly. They've been trying to do that. We've seen it with the. uh, That's why the uh, uh, ESRB ratings are there. So you know we didn't have government involved in ratings. So the problem there, Julio, is you started off with saying it is gambling. Thus, because it is gambling, then it has to be government regulated. Well, here's well, (laughs) I I think I think that I think I think that raises an interesting point because when I think of loot crates, I think of more um, gamers looking at it as you're just asking us to guess, you know, what we're going to experience and then just be comfortable with it, right? That's what I thought the big issue was. But it's interesting that you brought up legislation because I really don't think a lot of gamers are coming from that angle. I think that's a maybe a nuanced thing, especially that you're bringing up because. What you're saying is true. I mean, the gambling, they, yes, government has always been trying to get into games, but gambling is like the sure way to guarantee <laughs> that they get into it. Because, I mean, once you talk about gambling, you start talking about addictions and getting people into money, and then it becomes Which is a big the exact study that came and, out. And, yeah, yes, exactly. Th- that's been talked about before was the addiction. Um, but it's not like the topic hasn't been brought up over here in, uh, in the States. I know... I believe I think it was the in problem Hawaii here is they always fit it into the slippery slope up. argument, and that's a bullshit that's, argument. You can't play yeah, into that. So. I know. So, but it's happening over in Europe. Talks are going on. They've had hearings. You know, it's see, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I know Julio happens. disagrees with me, but for the loot box uh, term or whatever, that's why I'd rather us get back to the Korean game model, where those were added weapons, added a ch- uh, added boosts, stuff like that to actually make your character better and not a physical, like, I have a pretty dress. Are you fucking kidding see, me? No, like, see, that's where I'm the reverse. If yeah, it's cosmetic, that's fine. fine I'm fine with it, as long as it doesn't affect gameplay. You know, uh, the only example I can come up with is uh, League of Legends when I used to play that. You know, they had the different skins. It was, you know, it was mostly cosmetic. It was all cosmetic. There was no effect of gameplay. But oh, wait, so how is this question? Okay. What do you then think about um, when they do random cards? So you have rares, the commons, so like in uh, Halo 5 and um, uh, other shooters now, most shooters do this now, where you have randomized cards where you get rare, common, etc. It's not quote-unquote gambling, but it is like you go to the store and buy like a Yu-Gi-Oh card or a Magic card. You do have, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. You're just getting it because you might get one of these cool things. Like, what do you Which think about that? Which we done with baseball cards and magic oh, cards. Yeah. And right. Yeah. So I don't know what you no would No doubt call about that. Because I don't think that's Loot Crate. It's mm-hmm. not Loot Crate, but... So, if we can... I Like, that's fine. But I think the, the, the big X factor is involving money. Right. Oh, I yeah, think it can... This... Yep. Yep. You can have it in place, but let's not put in real-world money Let's, let's that. restate that. Because you've, uh, you've clearly stated in the car before. Uh-huh. With the Korean game model where the game is free and you're doing upgrades or weapons in-game, that's acceptable because it's a free game model. But for a game that you pay $65 for, you don't believe there should be yeah, microtransactions. And, and I, I haven't even talked about you know the game, like full game price either. Oh, well, like yeah. <laughs> There's that too. 
So let me ask. Let me ask this then. So when it comes to, because I think I think the crux of this does come down to gameplay experience, right? So like, there is a monetary version where you go over the business models and the game plans, and then whatever those chips fall, the consumer either has to absorb that hit or they have to enjoy it. Whatever comes out of that. But when it comes to the actual experience itself, I guess what I'm wondering from you is, especially since you're bringing up the sixty dollar one, which is an important one is what do you look for out of the game specifically? Is it amount of time or is it quality of experience? Um, it, it, for me, it is, it's been mostly experience because I can speak on uh, God of War. Like, yeah, I did pay full price, but I've played the series before. I've enjoyed the story, the character, and just um, easy to lose track of time because, yeah, you know, I'm trying different aspects of the game. Yeah. You know, uh, that would technically be both. Then. That that's what I'm starting to notice. I'm seeing both because it is. I'm spending more time with it, for, but for, the, uh, that's it's what you the call experience. Yeah. That's what you got replayability. My yeah. answer for yours would be uh, not time. It, it's the game could be five hours, but if I had a memorable experience, then it was fucking worth it. I paid the sixty bucks for the experience. Have you guys tried Tacoma? No. So Tacoma is along the veins of a new genre of gameplay and game type that's coming out. I've been looking into this more heavily, especially since I'm a married man with stuff going on and I got life and all that jazz. And you're a developer, like you said. And a developer, yeah. yeah. So what this genre is pretty much proposing is five, eight-hour experiences, but they're focused gameplay, focused fun. So Tacoma, for example... You're playing a character that gets into a space station that's been shut down, and you need to find out why. Oh yeah, I no, remember. Oh yeah, I okay, that. okay, yeah, 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 nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, There's now it's coming back. Like yeah, five, eight hours, yeah, that? it like it it didn't feel short, but I you know I was really into it. Yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I was like, <laughs> oh fuck, all right, I'm, like I'm following the story. It's like when is this happening? And then I'm like. I'm guessing what the outcome is, you know, from what I'm experiencing. And then I see a totally different outcome. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so essentially what I'm making the argument is, is that that genre, I think, is where we're going to end up. Just because of what you're talking about, your experiences. So, mm-hmm. for example, microtransactions have to happen because the game developers aren't making enough money. GameStop really, I don't you know, let me, let me rephrase that. No, no, no you're there right. Are, for game development time cost it takes to actually put in the game, licensing the engine, making sure all the teams work, localization works for cost of countries. Paying for publishers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you got the middleman, which like game industry is comes big, in and says, I want to make... Unless you're a AAA producer, right. which not even having AAA games actually right. make that much money. Nothing makes like movie money. Well, well uh, actually, well, so... like oh, Nothing makes Avenger movie money, sorry. Well, it we, depends. We have a billion dollar game out there. Well, it depends because the game industry hit billions of dollars um, as far as their regular revenue, not yeah. like a while back. Back and when we first started, games can do that all the time. Right, right. But, yeah. but the problem, the problem, the, where the problem came in was um, the middleman was making a lot of money on resales. Yeah, mm. that's where yeah. the money was. Yeah. yeah, didn't GameStop get in trouble for that? Or? They couldn't so resell were, games, or they had to give a percentage to the game company. So they definitely had to work it out. Yeah, yeah they definitely okay. had to work it out, and it's gotten a little better. But that's where microtransactions comes from. So at first, it was on app, yes. Yeah. But the 3D console—I mean, not 3D—the AAA console gaming the, um, industry was falling apart yeah. because developers were suffering. Well, that, and also they saw the Korean game model because that has been the Korean game model for fucking ever. Like microtransactions to buff up your character have a boost to get through a dungeon. That's exactly how we did it for Dungeon Fighter. So when everyone's like, why is EA doing this? I'm like, 
why aren't they doing this? Like they, like yeah, yeah. I even uh, Unreal had it was in it was in game money, but you could get boost for your character in game with in game purchases. So right. technically, microtransactions have always been there. It's just yeah. adding real dollar values to your purchases now. Which technically, if you're buying in game bucks, you were doing it anyways. So. All right. So that's what I'm wondering. My my thought is based on the landscape in terms of getting direct to consumer, right? Based on the landscape in terms of getting um, content out there, you know, it's not cost effective anymore to do AAA games the way we've been seeing it for the last mm-hmm. ten years. And so, you or know, without doing you know a season pass with updates coming out for it and stuff like that, I would that argue season. even I would argue even then they're not getting the value of their money out of that. I would okay. even argue that yeah. Halo Five probably is one of my better examples as far as getting a game out and then their transactions over time. True. Does seem to work out as far as their model, but I mean, you I mean you see that across multiple games. Like even with uh, Fortnite, they're starting to get in trouble for getting kids addicted and bullied into quote unquote bullied. Oh, right. into, yeah, I, I you know what I mean? It's starting to become a thing yeah. now. So it's like I yeah. think the industry is still trying to find itself. And to me, it just seems like that Tacoma is a good example of what I think maybe maybe ended up well, at some point. I think that's the funny thing, though, is like I feel like the industry is always trying to find itself, but every five to ten years, the industry changes, so it has to refine itself. So it's always that's going fair. through a state of rediscovery mm-hmm. every decade. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But that's also with technology changing. Like, we have a new Xbox coming out next year. So right. yeah. like everything can change again with whatever, whatever sure. path that goes with. Well, then here's the question then now I pose to you, Senor Kinda Geeky. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know as a senior now. I, I believe Julio falls under that purview, actually. Man, I, White I'm, boy, I'm, Jew. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm black and I married Hispanic and my boys is black and Hispanic, so I like I bounce between both languages. Uh, well, we have a flag right here. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess my question to you is, as a person who plays games frequently, as a person who can sometimes buy into microtransactions and DLCs. How do you feel about that entire equation plus paying subscriptions for direct-to-streaming or subscriptions for live? Considering I did all this, um, but let's uh, we'll roll back uh, about, oh, wow, God, 15 years. Uh, Planetside. Planetside was another thing. I paid a monthly subscription for Planetside. I also paid for the game outright. Mm-hmm. I paid for the expansion, and when they put in game boost in, I paid for them because I fucking love that game. I loved that the way I could interact in that game. I love the sniping skills of it. So anything that gave me a better suit or an edge, once like that, that's the thing I've always done with Battlefield, even with microtransactions. That's nice that you got the best sniper rifle. I can still snipe you with the guar on the map anywhere, so it doesn't matter. When I know I take out someone who has those microtransactions, like, because you can see the guns they have and the weapons and all that. When I know I take somebody out like that, when I'm a level two, I'm like, hell yeah. So I don't care, especially if, like, as a developer, getting to the point of where I want to be making games, I understand that's a part of the industry. That's something we want to work towards. You have to do it correctly, right, Julio? But, like, it's going to be there. You just have to release it correctly, monetize it correctly, inform the public about it correctly, mm-hmm. and then you should be fine. Yeah, but I want to really press you on this one, though, because we got Disney Plus coming out. Yeah. We have um, games continuing to do microtransactions, yeah. including subscriptions. Microsoft has their Xbox Live. Uh, now they have Game Pass as well. Uh, PlayStation oh, everyone has... Everyone hits their limit. Well, and that's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, at this point, most people have a certain amount of subscriptions and whatnot. With all that information, do you feel like when it comes to games, for use personally, is it worth... Um, maintaining your subscriptions and maintaining the game experiences that you're looking for with the current climate, right? Like, 
because if, if we're if we're accepting that AAA titles are doing microtransactions, if we're accepting that they're doing uh, that the consoles are doing subscriptions just so you can play online, and now there's two because they want to do game networking. Mm. I mean, uh, real people out there, like people that got that got money or more or less don't have money, <laughs> you know, how would they justify? Like, how would you for yourself personally? How do you feel like? Do you feel like that's a workable solution for you, you know, having all uh, that? The subscription services for the simple fact that's how you play games online with friends, but also what Microsoft and PlayStation have done over the past two years. I feel like me and Hulu have talked about this. I feel mm-hmm. like Xbox does it a little better, but uh, free games. Okay. Whether you get four free games a month that's from fair. PlayStation mm-hmm. or Xbox. That's fair. Uh, next month is possibly slated um, Battlefront 2. This month was Detroit. That's PlayStation Plus. But once again, Detroit is something I played for three solid months last year. Like a quarter of my year was Detroit time. So it, so it, it takes like free some, games some time. Kind of but offset. The, the games offset the price okay. for the playability. When it gets into the streaming services, though, that's, I think, where you'll get a lot of turnoff and churn for the simple fact that there are too many of them now. Also, across platforms, like Sling is not offered on PlayStation because they're on streaming service but it is offered on Xbox because Xbox just don't give a fuck. So it really just depends on the network system and where you plan to go and really your budget. Like we've all worked in the industry for a while. Years ago, we definitely couldn't afford half the streaming services, half the games, half the stuff we were able to do. We've now been in the industry for a while where we can afford it. So we've gone, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna do this. That's fair. How about you? Because you're the one that mainly don't like paying $6 oh, yeah. for a game. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I really like paying 30 bucks for a game. It's funny because um, Unless it's Steam, then I'll buy them all. <laughs> well, it's funny that you bring up Steam because that's <laughs> usually like the go-to and that's not a actual subscription service. Right. It really isn't. Right. It's funny because it's, it's, you do have... Um, you have a database. Yeah, exactly. Because I know... Uh, is it you play that's yep. coming into the subscription? Oh, yep. yeah. So... Uh, what well, subscription probably, but Game Network. Yeah, so... Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to so see Ubisoft, that. really? Wow. Well, yeah, that's yeah, right. Ubisoft. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you know, it's like gaming service. Yeah. Really? Do they want to do that? I mean, well, I mean, that's competing with EA's. Well, it's or, not exactly. Was. I mean, you, well, they, does EA even have Origin anymore? Because they have the EA they dropped, Pass. So they dropped you know, Origin after a while. Because it's the EA Pass but they now. Still, yeah, it's EA Pass. Yeah, because okay. and then you know, and then there's Epic. They yeah. want well. For it's interesting because they want to compete with Steam. Wait, do you have Steam fully? Yeah. Did I give you this stat? Uh, 99% of Steam games purchased are not played. What percentage are you at of purchase to play? Uh, well, I'm one to one because I literally only buy what I play. So I got Left 4 Dead 2, and I have um, no, I only have Left 4 Dead 2 on Steam. Okay. <laughs> I on EA's Origin, I had Battlefield 3, but that's not there anymore. So okay. yeah, so I'm 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 not the right person just because I'm I because of my time. I'm zero to one. I, I specifically <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll say that if I had Steam, it would probably look like my at home catalog, which means like I'm playing like five percent of it, okay. which. Brings up the next big problem. I'm not gonna lie, guys. This is what I'm thinking about, but cable is falling apart because oh, God, there's yeah. too many channels and only five channels. And everybody's like, I don't need that many, so they're going to other places. But games are in that same category right now. Like, True. we're well, not that I mean, far from that. We are in a spot where, yes, it still takes a lot longer to make a game yep. than it does a movie or uh, a TV show. Some ooh. movies and games. Okay, wait. Some movies and games ooh. are very similar. TV shows are definitely made faster. Some mobile apps I'll say are definitely shows made faster. Nowadays are yeah. definitely made faster. And, uh, uh, mobile yeah. apps, some mobile apps, not games. Mobile apps are the made faster. Mobile apps are made faster than both. I would say. 
Um, mobile games are definitely shorter development time than a console game. Right. If you want to actually put out a good console game, we're not talking about a AAA title. We're just talking about a good console game. Sure. Um, that's not going to change. It, the dev process, the dev cycle, the full cadence, whether it's waterfall or agile, to actually get a decent product out to the public. That's not the new term of MVP, minimal viable product, but actual mm -hmm. most valuable product. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah. Even in the cycle where everything is turning, TV will definitely have to do it faster. It's going to be harder for console games mm -hmm. unless you get a ton of indie developers working on them. But once again, half of those indie developers don't like adhering to Microsoft standards, PlayStation standards, or <laughs> Nintendo standards. So. But what about uh, what about remote development? I mean, even here at, well, I mean, even here at Sony, we have a lot of uh, of vendors, quote True. unquote, that we uh, that we outsource whatever work to. I mean, well, remote that development space is with proper cloud storage and cloud interaction mm -hmm. to build a game could exponentially increase the speed for any release. Right. But once again, we have a lot of people that don't fully understand those systems or how to implement them. So until sure. we get to that point, it's the whole AI thing. We're still 10 to 20 years behind because, I, first of all, people don't understand it. People are still trying to figure out how to integrate it. And then people are also scared of it. It's going to take our jobs. Like, no, we have to work with it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't take our jobs because, once again, anything built by man is going to fail. It just creates new jobs. <laughs> That's the funny part. So we kind of went into theory, but, like, what games have you been playing for this month? <laughs> oh, is that – I didn't ask my question? No. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. So I've been playing Resident Evil 5 a lot with my wife lately. Oh, yeah? That is okay. hilarious and fun. That game's always been fun for me. That's one of the games – one of the few games for me that – maintains the original um, uh, concept of replayability. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that game is so much fun. How about you, Liv? Uh, I said no, you Yeah, because it was Shadow War. And then, um, uh, and then for fighting games, I've been switching between uh, Mortal Kombat and uh, starting to get back into DB uh, Fighters. Yeah, you have to because Fola will just keep kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mainly so, Dragon Ball Fighters because it's Dragon Ball and I love Dragon Ball and I play fighting games, so it's kind of like a no-brainer. I have to get good at this game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know that. Oh, I mean, like I said, there's so much games because uh, I have been playing Battletech. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. So it's, it's on PC. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, I forgot how. It's fairly new. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Battletech, you know, getting my mech fix as well. Uh, I have a new game for that, Julio. <laughs> so, is that the one you really want? Is that why you asked this question? You really just want to talk about that? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No, question. not I feel like, question at all. I feel like we should just ruin this interview just okay, so he doesn't so talk fine. about <laughs> Game. <laughs> my games I've been playing I've been playing a few things actually uh, I think last time we brought it up I was playing Battlefield 1 I just actually bought Battlefield 5 uh, like I said the recall to World War 1 and World War 2 with game mechanics weapon mechanics layout um, like even um, bullet flow really well done like, there's a couple times where I, I know I can say, oh, I can't say that person from this far away. It's beautiful. I'm having a blast it with is it. Uh, they've done a really good job with the whole, I got killed by debris twice last night. <laughs> like, the building falls, it can kill you, and you're not killed by a person, you're killed by fucking debris. So the game's really good. That was annoying for a while. 
But it's great. Like that, you no, can I mean, also... on the other ones, four, oh, yeah. when you would die by debris or by water, the last person that shot you gets the kill. Yeah. It's like, really? No, yeah, now it's just yeah. debris. But yeah. people can also shoot through a door and hit you now, too. Nice. So you can be killed through a door. Mm. And, like, every time I'm hiding behind a wall, I'm like, why did... Oh, yeah, it's not... It's paper. Shout-outs like, <laughs> to Rainbow Six for inspiring Battlefield to, to get it true. on. True, true. Not wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with and bouncing off each other. Rainbow Six there. and a little bit of Medal of Honor. The last Medal of Honor That's did that right. as well, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Warfighter, right? Yeah. The one I worked on. Yeah. That's right. Ah. Yeah, I know you're getting Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, Medal of Honor. Woo, 20 years of excellentness. And then we killed it. Uh, and then, sorry, the game, yes, that they're both alluding to that I am mm-hmm. um, already level 22 uh, is... <laughs> Gunpla Warfare Gundam Fighter. Uh, yes, I'm playing a mobile Gundam game which crashes on my actual phone. So I have to use my old Samsung phone or my work phone. And yes, I have two accounts. And I'm already level 22 on my main account. I got mostly Barbatos and um, Dual Gundam and e- uh, EX Gundam. So I'm looking for Exia, but I really want double O Gundam. Anyway, sorry, that's a deeper dive. I'll go into that. I have so, a question. What's to up? The, the, uh... To you, comment. Uh, I don't know what you call yourself, commentator. Uh, what you uh, host. Host. Yeah. Okay. Creator, host, and owner of Kind of Geeky. Okay, all of that. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh, do you take um, uh, people that listen? Do you take their uh, feedback for any games that we discuss? Yeah. Because I'd be curious to see what people think about the games that we picked that we're playing on. So Resident Evil Five for me. Yours is Gunpla, Gunfighter, and what Gunpla was yours? Gunpla Warfighter. Shadow War. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what people think about that. That listen. Like how you know if they're into it, if they think it sucks, if they liked it, if they um, it, whatever. My roommates played the fuck out of Shadow of War, and two other people have brought it on up on the podcast. So I know a lot of people are liking that. Your game has been mentioned several times. Gunpla really? just came out, so that's new. But I know there are Gundam fans out there, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, like for hopefully sure. they're liking it. Um, also, the whole aspect of just being able to build a Gundam with certain parts, with legs, back, chest, head, um, weapons like shield sword all that stuff it's really cool like even if there's no fighting mechanic if you just want to build your gundams and actually it's a you know loot system store that you have to get in-game stuff and then spin for the item and hopefully you get what you want i haven't gotten double o yet i keep getting fucking barbatos and everything else but uh on my low end phone it looks decent not as great on my high end phone it looks beautiful and crisp so it's definitely something worth checking out um, we also had Harry Potter oh, come right. out, which who has been playing yeah. the fuck out of? Yeah, so I'll get just like with the, with the Pokemon yeah. one, I'll yeah, get my right. yeah, I'll get my fix and then stop. What it's are you gonna, talking? The whole drive happen. home, you asshole! You're playing yeah, it. Yes, so I, I can't that, play I it. He's Pokemon. three levels higher than me because I can't play it while driving. <laughs> I did the same with Pokemon. You know, whenever yeah. there was an opportunity, I did as much as I could. And then I just stopped. I know it's going to ha- eventually happen with uh Yeah, you just Potter started one. playing a card game. What's the card game? Oh, like? yeah. This is not a new game. But it's called Sentinels of the, of the I think, Multiverse Universe. And I forget the name. Fully, it was funny. The other day, I go, what are you playing? He goes, Sentinels. I'm like, what word is that? Sentinels. Sentinels. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a, so, no, this is um, – it's actually a card game yeah. that, I, that I actually own. You know, I haven't – it's been a while since I've played it. I saw they have the app for it. It was like, I need a little refresher, you know, and I remember how it's very basic, you know. You choose your heroes, and a turn goes like this. You play a card, you use your power, draw a card next. It's so simple. It's, like, very simple, Simple easy to get into. Um, And, like, 
the villain has its own phase. The rules are on the villain's card, so they do these specific things in order, you know, and it's just back and forth until you can take out the villain. Oh, so like the saga cards in Magic? Uh, turn-based. Yeah, yeah, okay. so something like that, you know, and you have your environment as well. They do something uh, that might affect the villain or the heroes or both. Compared to the card game, how do you like it? Um, I really like this one. I've always liked it. I've I've bought the expansions. You okay. know, me and my brother have played it. We just haven't gotten around to getting back into it. So, so worth the download? Uh, I think so. You know, um, it's a game I played before. And like like I said, I I know I've mentioned before, but I do like tabletop games. And if I find it on app, I usually will give it a go. Wow, speaking of both the mobile games right now, my phone just updated to Wizards Unite and Pokemon Go sending me messages. I'm like, God damn it, just leave me alone a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, that tracking data is getting a little too good. I know, seriously. <laughs> they just know when we're doing a podcast, too. Um, sorry, uh, that, we talked a lot of games there, 30 minutes. I don't want to keep you guys too much longer because it's Friday. Um, but a couple other events. Uh San Diego Comic-Con happened this time. The big thing that came out of it for us was the Marvel Phase 4 calendar. Um, Out of that, what was the biggest highlight or thing you're waiting for now? Uh, I want the What If series, so I have to buy Disney Plus now. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Seriously, me too. It's like, God damn it. Uh, And WandaVision, but I hate the name. Like, it should be Scarlet Vision or Vision Scar. I don't know. See that, but one of it just sounds terrible. How about you? Um, oh, and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Does I'm cautiously optimistic for Blade. Yeah. You know, I do like the actor they chose. Mahershala Ali. He was just great in Battle Angel. So. I mean, that's the catch. No, I, you know, I liked him as um, Common Mouth in. Uh, yeah, Luke no, he's Cage. good in that too. And great in forty four hundred. So. So, oh yeah, no. Did anybody sorry. watch Forty Four Hundred? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that in a long he time. Yeah, psych- he had psychic powers. He was awesome. But no, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I know there's Hunger Games personally. Oh yeah! Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That that movie has everybody in it. Come on. <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if I've seen him in like true action genre. Go watch Hunger Games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got Blade right there helping her out. <laughs> uh, what of the what ifs would you want to see most? Oh man, I don't even want to play around with it because if I, I think the what ifs for me is, I think that's the only area where I refuse to guess what they're gonna do. True. Okay. Only because the whole fun of what ifs from the comics was you, it was a, it was a hodgepodge. They just threw whatever in there. Yeah. Think about something cool. Let's just see what happens. The so only... with this one, I don't want to be disappointed because I have my own expectations. I, I, I just expect them to do something crazy. I don't though. think I'm going in with expectations. I'm just going in with that. I want to see a couple of the old stories, but I'd like some new as well. I like, think, don't retell all the old ones. So that's the thing. Give I don't some new like because there's a lot of new characters that did not exist in those stories. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if they're doing a TV series. Yeah. I don't know that they would use the comic books except for reference, only because. Well, you can Twilight Zone it. Well, their audience isn't. So that's the question. Like, is the audience for us or is it for today's Marvel audience? Because today's Marvel audience is going to use the movies plus the TV shows. See, you bring up us, a... we're going to go in real deep. So you bring up a great question. <laughs> and I was having this internal thought uh, last weekend when I was driving around and then talked to my roommate about this. And, uh, and it's like, I know I do a podcast, so I'm going to critique shit. And that's my whole fucking life, anyways, because I'm an analyst. But really thinking about it. 
all the Marvel movies and all that is not made for us. It's made for kids and teenagers. To start, like when we were reading comics, truly it's for them. It, like it has ties in there. Yes, there's Feige's out there that do it and go, we're going to throw this in for the true fans and all that stuff like that. And they want to stay true to storyline in certain ways. But really, like all those movies are for kids. Uh, my response? Uh, no. Cater to my fanboyism, please. Well, but in that in that fan in the in the fanboy correct term way, uh, really that we even get all this that we're getting a new Masters of the Universe. That I mean, even that I like I will say in this whole statement, even though we got a shitty Justice League, we got a fucking Justice League, like. I can all Speaking the Blu-rays and DVDs I bought for the past year is my fucking childhood. Right, right. Like, can you really turn back and go? I knew this was gonna happen. I did. I thought this was a thing. So, all, really, we've gotten our childhood as adults. So I'll keep critiquing, but we shouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of with Julio on the nah part, <laughs> only because there, there's things in we there. We paid our checks. Well, there's things in there that. I would, I would argue this, you know, and people can argue me if they want, but and I'm fine with that. But I would argue that I think the Marvel writers spent a good amount of time working on critical thought, and yeah. that's not for kids. True. Now, it should be for kids, True. right? So yeah. that's why I like that it's, you know, they have kid stuff in there, right? But, you know, the, the critical thought part, I think, is what um, kind of separates it from... Um, a lot of other movies that try to do what Marvel did. So, like, X-Men, for example, I really liked the X-Men yeah. series, even though it was the first class and all of that. But it was a little more focused on um, on the action part of it, more and so than anything. the storyline part, yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say storyline, because the storylines for, for, like, you agree, first class storyline was fantastic, true, and then true. Days of the Future Past was fantastic. They were both fantastic storylines. It was storylines. a case in point on the actual storyline and some of the, like, hardest points of the stories in, in the well, actual, like, uncanny universe. Well, here, like this, for example. Um, so the question that they're asking in first class is, is it right to help humans or is it right to fight against humans? All right? I feel like that conversation's already been had, so yeah. it's not really pretty much critical thought to be had, even though some people will still say that maybe. True. But like Civil War, for example. Now, the movie deviated from the comic book, but they kept the spirit of it, which was what is the right thing to do when you're breaking the law or doing this or, you know what I mean? So then it leaves people to kind of say, okay, let's think about the Not whole the totality. Yeah, of, yeah you know point. what I'm saying? Like, there's something in there. Like, even with Thanos, like, they portrayed him as this dude has a point and then, like, they go down the line of everybody's own kind of critical thought towards it. So, you know, they kind of spent a little bit more time in that. True. Um, so I agree that a certain amount of it is for kids and teenagers, but I do think that it, they did write it and build it with us in mind. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's adults that are making the movie and also right. some of the fans. Of exactly. It it. So, so I feel like I feel like they put a light touch of yeah, like the yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. I mean, even the comedy stuff is from the comic books. True. But I want to go back to the DC thing because I'm really glad you brought up DC because okay. I okay. If anybody's listening that has any power over there or anybody listening that knows somebody, uh, matter of fact, first of all, everybody listening, go check out uh, <laughs> Javier Bordem as Darkseid. Yes. If WB does not pick that up, I'm just going to sit back and just, I don't know, be meh about WB. because Or meh. not WB, but meh about the uh, the uh, the Justice League versus Darkseid. Like, if it's not that dude, like, I don't know what to tell them, man. Like, that guy is the only one that can compete as far as acting-wise in a comic book, you know, level 
with Josh Brolin. I'm I, sorry, but this dude, Joyce, Javier Bardem, is awesome. <laughs> and also, just watch No Country for Old Men and not see him as Dark Side. Seriously, um, like. <laughs> I mean, I would say that one, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, there's a lot of movies. I know, where he's but not, I mean, his, uh, uh, collateral. His withdrawn and just eager to kill people. You know, I'm gonna have to go watch that movie now. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's not the greatest movie, but he is fucking evil in it. I gotta go. Watch wow. It. I saw a couple of scenes. Skyfall too, right? Yeah. Skyfall. He's evil as shit was in that. Great in Skyfall. Kind of creepy. But yeah, that's what I love. I'm saying, somebody please look at look up Javier Bardem as Darkseid. It was done by um, a concept artist. I forget his name. He just did it on his own and it looks beautiful. No, it looks great. Yeah. yeah. Th- thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, the last thing I just wanted to touch on real quick because we're it's, like I said Friday, but um, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, ah, whatever. <laughs> um, but this week we actually attended a little another. Uh, what are they called again? Company groups? Yeah, so Sony has uh, different company groups where we uh, gather, not just for the gathering sake, but also for... Gathering uh, of juggalos. No, okay, sorry. No, no, no. For the business side, <laughs> um, for career uh, development, um, as well as uh, just monetary increase for whatever project or And they have diversity products. groups and mm-hmm. all that. And the one we attended was the Anime Club. Collective. 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 Sorry. Collective. We're not a club. We're not a club, guys. We're collective. Yeah. So uh, it looks like they're getting their bearings for how they want to start it, and some interesting events and stuff may come out of this. Some stuff I may be able to talk about on the podcast. Some people in the room may start listening to the podcast. Some people may be on the podcast. So there's a lot of stuff that might come out of it. Can't get into detail till later. It was just really cool and something that we're all fans of, especially since we're Working. video games, anime, all that stuff. Oh yeah, so just one last thing: A new anime, current anime, watching anything? <laughs> oh, for me, it's uh, uh, the Rising of the Shield Hero. Yeah. I'm starting to catch up on it again. Oh god, it's. So I was good. just waiting for them to release more episodes so I can at least do a little bit of uh, binge watching. Gotcha. So yeah, it's I'm fucking watching. phenomenal. Yeah, I it's love it. Really yeah. Good. How about you, Foley? Uh, no animes currently. I'm keeping my mind fresh for stuff, <laughs> for some other stuff right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm watching Demon Lord Retry just started, which is pretty decent. Astra Lost in Space, which is pretty cool about a team getting lost in space and they're just supposed to go camping. Um, <laughs> no, the second episode. You're, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, well, it was a Make space camping trip. Again. Space camping trip. Because, okay. you know, <laughs> many worlds are connected now, so they can travel to a planet to camp on. When they get to the planet, a portal takes them all and por- portals them into space. I think you just blew Smokey the Bear's mind. <laughs> space causes fires. Don't go to space, kids. <laughs> What's a space fire? Uh, but no, uh, a couple other animes. I, I really do. I like the content on Funimation, so I do check back every day. That is usually one of the apps I load. And I'm not even talking that as a Sony employee. Just for content and for stuff I want to check out. Uh, and we just had, you know, uh, Shield Hero just ended. That was really good. Slime Hero just had a new interesting episode you can skip. Um, there's a lot more stuff coming out with games and movies. Like Young uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood just came out at the end of this month. There's a couple of games coming out in August and September, but we'll talk about that soon. Also, two conventions coming up with Anime California Ooh. and Long Beach Comic Con. Which... Uh, and then uh, there's oh yeah, Strategic Con. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the tabletop gaming convention. Oh, nice. so, Where and don't when? Don't forget Evo. Oh, Evo's. That's right. <laughs> Evo's happening Evo's right happening. now. So Evo's right now. Next week is 
Does no, it come in two weeks? Uh, end of next month, I want to say. I'm, I have to okay, check so back, that's, so then, that's going to happen. In three weeks, it's the Anime California, and then the end of the month is Long Beach. So, yeah, there's a lot going on yeah, this month. Yeah. Speaking oh. of which, I'm missing it right now. Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're just going to keep it short and sweet today. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the episode. Um, I also just wanted to go into something real quick. We've had a couple things happen with a couple people that are either avid listeners or good friends of us, and we just want to send um, a couple people. Uh, should we call out one of the people by name? Um, yeah, nah, I think I we'll think just send them. We'll send a, a couple people. You know who you are, and we've already told you our hugs, our condolences, and know mm-hmm. that you're in our thoughts. Yeah. Um, thank you for also listening to the podcast, especially if you're listening to it right now. Yeah. Uh, Love you, big worm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that's it for right now. Any final thoughts or comments, guys? I'm good. You're good. Uh, yeah, I do have a final thought and comment. Uh, you know, just, I guess, for viewers, like, I really think this is a, a unique, you know, culture that we have when it comes to cross, the cross-section of art and technology. Um, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of, um, uh, shared experience with regard to, uh, you know, looking around the world and kind of saying, okay, you know what, things could be better. Um, how can I be nice to the person next to me? So I guess my encouragement out to everybody uh, would be just to keep staying tuned, stay tuned to kind of geeky. To be honest, I oh, mean, thanks, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's for me personally, uh, and the reason I like coming here is I like having a space where I can discuss these things because a lot of people don't really understand this or make over their head, even if they wanted to understand it. So when you do find somebody who gets it, you know, I say keep that person around just so you can have somebody to talk to. And it takes us down. And also, if other people don't have a fully understanding, hopefully our discussion opens it up to other people to understand. Or if they have questions, Agreed. it's Agreed. something we could talk about on the next podcast and answer, too. Agreed. If anyone ever fucking comments on this page. <laughs> but no, thank you so much, Commenting everyone. Who <laughs> but no, ha- have a great start to your August. Hopefully it's not going to be too hot, and I know traffic's going to suck out here once everyone goes back to school. But see you guys at some conventions soon, and like I always say, always remember to stay kind of geeky.